When I was nine, I was I was a very I was a very eccentric child. I I often think that I was a better child than I am an adult. Like you know, I was built to be a child. Kind of. I I loved Mary Poppins and The Sound of Music. I alternated watching them every day. <clears throat> I would watch either the Mary Poppins or <laughs> the Mary Poppins. I'd watch either Mary Poppins or The Sound of Music. Although I never made it past the intermission of The Sound of Music, so I didn't I didn't get to the Nazis. You are listening to the first. I'm Joe Farragher, a.k.a. Pickle, from Los Angeles, California. I work at a LGBT magazine. I do marketing there during the daytime. And then much like a deviant superhero, <laughs> except with no superiority, I am a drag queen. Um, or drag princess, starting out, really. I studied theater. And I loved it. And drag is just, is kind of a culmination of those things. It's it's hard to put together big artistic projects at our age, especially with like our peers. So drag is really like, you know, you're kind of a one man band in a way because you're kind of conceiving of these ideas and executing them but sometimes I wake up and I'm just like why why am I doing this like what is this but you know you just gotta roll with the punches you know I re- it's kind of funny because I always hated drag queens growing up I thought they were terrifying and sad um, you know, it, it made me think like, oh, this is like a really sad old gay man in a wig, which, you know, is sometimes very accurate, but, <clears throat> but I never really opened, I was kind of disgusted by it in a weird way, which was my own hang up. And then I had this boyfriend who really wanted to be a drag queen <clears throat> and he was kind of scared to like tell me cause he knew. And so in a way I was like really oppressive, <laughs> um, ironically about it. Um, but he kind of opened my eyes. He showed me Drag Race, and and it was really, you know, that kind of made me think about it differently. And then I, the first time I saw a drag queen perform, was actually this queen named Angina, who was on the sec- first season of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I was in this club called Mickey's. Her, d- it was so stupid. It was, and not even stupid like in a like, oh, it was like comedy. Like it was. Like, you know, she was wearing a blonde wig and, like, a sparkly dress and was did this Ellie Goulding, a Goulding or Golding, I don't care, um, number, lights, that song, you know, like, na, 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 na. and she just did the song, and it was kind of, like, boring. Like, if I saw it now, I'd be like, uh, whatever. But in that moment, it was so thrilling and I was like, I, I had never gotten lip syncing before. And I saw it live and I was like, whoa. And I just had this like aha moment where I was like, I don't know when, but I'm going to do that at some point. Um, Is everybody like pickles? I like pickles. I like big, fat, kosher pickles. Jewish boys have nice pots. That kind of pick. All I 
so my on my twenty first birthday, um, my senior year of college, it's October third. I'm a Libra. I went with my good friend Everett to this my favorite bar, the Palmer Lounge, which was my favorite dive bar. It's this just like this little seedy bar in Bronxville. So we went there and we and it was amazing. It was really, really, really fun. We were just it was just the two of us. We were drinking Mandarin Cosmopolitans, which is like a gayer Cosmo. Somehow, somehow I found a way <laughs> to like order a gayer Cosmo. It's like pinker. We got pretty soused, needless to say. Um, and then like somehow we ended up <laughs> leaving the Palmer Lounge separately. And and it was pretty late. It was 2.30 and <laughs> things took an unfortunate turn. I was, <laughs> this car was coming down the road. And I was walking up the sort of dirt road back to campus. And this car was driving by, and I thought that it kind of vaguely looked like a friend of mine. But so I was kind of like waved and smiled and was walking, and this car pulls over. And like the headlights are really bright, and he gets out of the car, this guy. And there was another guy in the car too, and I was like, oh. And in the headlights, I was like, is that my friend, like Michael? And I was like, why is he like approaching me? And I just waved and I just said like, Hi, friend! <laughs> um, and he proceeded to attack me. He called me a faggot, and he spit on me, and he, he gay but I was, <laughs> I was gay-bashed on my way <laughs> home from um, this, from the Palmer Lounge. I was attacked by this guy. Never one to pass up an opportunity for theatrics. I, was, I mean, I was a little shaken up, obviously. <laughs> I've, I always feel bad looking back for the poor security woman who was, you know, there was a 24-hour, like, student desk in the main center. And it was this, like, new girl, this, like, new security person who was, like, I don't know, playing Tetris or something at the desk. <laughs> And I just burst, and I was like, I've been attacked! <laughs> and threw myself on the ground, um, being very dramatic. And I was a little drunk. Um, it was my 21st birthday. She caught, She didn't know really what to do, so she called the police. And you're not, I guess they're not really, like, the Yonkers police came, and they're kind of aggressive. I was being a little belligerent, because I was freaking out. Um, I wasn't, like, throwing things or anything, but they were, like, not having it. And the ambulance guy was really mean. Um, you know, they were not sympathetic to, to my cause so much. Um, and so they handcuffed me and took me... I kid you not, I was taken to a psych ward. Like, a psych ward. Like, my the other person in my room was curled up in a chair whispering that we were never going to get out. And they wouldn't... It was really a weird situation. They wouldn't let me call anyone. They, like... You know, they were, like, really mean. It really just... Like, you know, it was not a smooth gay bat. Like, you know... <laughs> like, you know, in terms of, like... Oh, that like, gay bashings are always awful. Like, I'm not saying... Like, you know... But, like, it could have gone more smoothly. And then, to sort of top everything off in this weird 
Twilight Zone experience, the police officer who was overseeing, like, our little wing of the hospital was a closeted homo who's homo, (laughs) was a closeted homosexual who was trying to put his boner in my face. Like, you, you cannot make this up. And so the next day, my favorite lesbian was having her birthday party, and I, I heard through the grapevine that my good friend, um, who also does drag, was going to go in drag. And she, the lesbian really loves drag queens. And I was like, not to be outshined. I was like, uh, absolutely not. Um, so I texted, like, all a bunch of, uh, you know, my, my gay buddies and, and texted him, the guy who thought that he was going to go alone and have a bunch of attention. And, you know, the great thing about being gay bashed is that you can't really say no. You know, like, like they couldn't be like, mm, no, I don't feel like doing that. Like, you know, I half my face was missing. I was like, you know, the poster child for, you know, depressing things to look at. So they were like, okay. They And so we went over to my friend's house and we just, you know, got into drag. We had never really done it before. Like, I had never really gotten into drag before. And it was just like this cloud of like, makeup powder and like you know our rifle like our girls girlfriends like doing our eyes because we didn't know how and like putting on lipstick and like you know rifling through the, all the cover girl and like maybelline that they had and, and going into the closet and like trying to find a dress that like would stretch over my body and like you know and we were all just it was like six of us and we were just getting ready and just drinking vodka and like and like just having a really good time and getting and getting all powdered up and you know we look like shit you never feel more beautiful in my opinion at least in my experience than the first time you kind of do it even though you kind of like look like shit so we all put on our heels because no gay man who goes to liberal arts school doesn't have a pair of heels that's just a fact um, so we all had our weird heels. We put them on and we burst into the night and paraded over to um, Brie, the lesbian's house or her dorm. And like we showed up and we're like, we're doing a show. We were moving. She was like so excited um, because she loves drag queens. And there were like four of us. And we, again, we looked like shit. But we were, but you know, we felt beautiful. And so we like moved the couches and we <laughs> turned up the sad little speakers as high as they would go like no one could barely hear the music <laughs> so sad um and we were like drunk and like wearing these ridiculous sort of just h&m dresses basically and we all like did a number and i did uh it's such an eye roll it's 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 almost a little too much i did roar by Katy perry because it was the only song that i really felt solid with the lyrics it wasn't like some grand empowerment moment for me (laughs) like i wasn't thinking about it i was just like well what do i know and so i did roar by Katy perry and it was it was like i won't say that it wasn't empowering but like to do it 
you know, for the first, and it was the first time I was performing lip syncing and in front of people in like, you know, in dragish. And for me, it was about, you know, not losing face, <laughs> to use the word face. Um, you know, it was important to me. I don't know why it was important to me. I don't think it's that significant. But that, like, the freshmen and, the, like, it's a small school that they not see me. Because I was kind of this, you know, I was popular and people knew of me. I was kind of this, like, this person. And I thought that it would look really bad if I, like, you know, collapsed. And so, so to some degree, it was a little bit of me. And that's my own, like, weird agenda. Like, and I think it did. I think it was empower. I'll say that I think it was probably empowering to watch. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb. Uh, but, you know, the best thing about the night was that it wasn't about revenge on any level you know it wasn't like like you know i'd like to say that i had this grand idea and was like i'm gonna do the gayest thing possible to show them the evil attackers you know the best thing is that you know we were we were in makeup so we you know i didn't you couldn't tell that i had this thing on my face and everyone forgot about it you know we just forgot we were having so much fun that we just totally like, you know, for that night, I totally just, it flew out of my mind, you know? It didn't occur to me. I wasn't, I wasn't hurting um, because there wasn't time because it was such a positive experience and we did the show and it was like, we were really supportive of one another. And, and so, you know, and so I did Roar and I, just, I like tore off my wig. Like, you know, I did all the like drag 101 like stupid shit I did sort of a reveal and by a reveal I mean I took off my dress and was wearing like normal underwear underneath like it was it was silly and I, I really do wish that I had photos but um you know so that was, and it was a really fun night and so we did this party and we performed and then we just like mingled and smoked cigarettes and and they were like, oh, you're so pretty. And it was, like, it was really fun. And then, you know, we took it off and, and went to bed. It really did mean that this kind of horrible memory that I have of being attacked, like, is sandwiched between two of my fondest memories. You know, it's like my own little trauma Oreo. Um, and the Crisco of the... <laughs> What's in, in the middle of an Oreo? The Crisco of my gay bashing kind of just melts away because, you know, I had... It was the best birthday that I've ever had so far, you know. And technically I wasn't attacked on my birthday because it was after midnight. But, you know, it, and then I had this drag thing happen. And I, don't, and I don't think of them as attached to one another, you know. I don't want to do that. So, all that to say, that's the first time I did drag, really. Um, yeah. You have been listening to The First, featuring Joe Farragher, also known as Pickle. This episode was researched, produced, and edited by me, Kara Hart. For more information, including photos, track listings, Instagram, and Twitter links, please visit us online at thefirstpod.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. Thank you for listening.